electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. We're just about two minutes away from the opening bell. The Dow is implied lower by roughly 220 points at this point here. Let's now send it over to Jim Cramer and David Faber, who are down at the New York Stock Exchange. We are experiencing some technical difficulties, but are working hard to resolve them. I see the both of you gentlemen there right now without cell phones. So that's a good sign, guys. Yeah, we're making some progress here. Uh, You know, the crew is obviously doing what it needs to do to deal with what's a pretty significant problem this morning in our inability to get anything out of the New York Stock Exchange. I think it's interesting is that the tenure, uh, which didn't really have much movement on Friday, now we're seeing uh, the prices drop and yields go up, uh, but nowhere near where the uh, two-year is. So I think that, once again, people are going to say inversion, recession. Look, recession's on everybody's mind. David, I think the big issue is, what is Powell, what is he looking for? Is he looking for wages to peak? Is that what he wants? Because everything else is kind of going his way. There's a note this morning about Toll Brothers, the radical number of cancellations. We know that there's much in the economy, the glut in retail. What does Powell want to see? Is it a peak in wages, David? Um, Jim, maybe so. All we know from the speech on Friday, and interestingly, of course, we were here during that speech, and watched the market reaction really be somewhat muted for the first, let's call it, hour or so right. after the speech. And, and people what suddenly we know were... he wants is higher for longer. I mean, that's right. all we know. But higher for longer means he actually kind of just, he moved the market drastically. He yeah. did it. It was a very forceful cut. He used the word. But no one, it, historically, it's been more theoretical. He used it to say, listen, we're, the fat, we're not done until the fat lady sings. That has not been his reaction, his MO. Right. New MO from Fed Chief Pat. All right, there you have it. Opening bell here at the New York Stock Exchange for this pretty interesting Monday morning for us. Um, and we hope uh, a good one for you at home as you take a look at the real-time exchange. We are going to have a lot more red on that board. Of course, following on that significant downdraft we saw in the market, following those Powell comments at Jackson Hole okay, so on David, Friday. David, Friday um, in the last Hold on, let me just tell everybody here at the big board, Health Right oh, yeah, International, right. it's a nonprofit providing health care to those in need. Over at the NASDAQ, the Tennis Channel, of course, got the start of the U.S. Open. We had Serena Williams here with us on Friday. Oh, now, David, here's something I really want to get into. Yeah. I want to explain to people, on that Friday, this has to do with the uh, lack of liquidity. You would think everybody who had to sell would have sold with the Dow down 1,000, the average is down 3%. Now, who are the people selling today? Did they, like, not get the Friday memo? Were they on the Cannonball, which apparently no longer stops at Jamaica? <laughs> I don't know about the Cannonball's uh, uh, current schedule, but Jim, there are plenty of investors out there who did not believe the significant rally we had off the June lows, who are of the belief that higher rates and a higher terminal rate than perhaps some were anticipating for longer was going to be where we're headed, and that we are going to see significant softness in corporate earnings in the coming quarter 
as a result of various things that we're seeing. So, I, I, you know, that camp remains. And there were asset managers I know with extraordinarily high cash positions when they can have them, hedge funds being a perfect example of that, that were not moved by that rally, but how, as painful as it may have been How often are those people, have they been right? See, that's the problem. I mean, I look at the opportunity. If you've been selling when that market had a big, remember, there's a four-week rally of some of some consequence. Yes, there was. If you sold into that, then you're looking at these prices and saying, you know what? Yes, I think that the market could hold those lows. Let me go in and buy something. I'm going to use one that my child trusts. We're not buying, but I'm just going to use an example. Meta. Okay, so Meta, which is Mark Zuckerberg, was down two and three quarters when I got up this morning. I got up in insanely hour. I had a nightmare, by the way. I'll fill you in later. Okay, please. Um, and I looked at this down two and three quarters. And I said, okay, did anyone, did, were there really people who didn't get to sell it down big on Friday? Those people are coming in and selling it today. I'm going to buy their, their meta. I'm going to buy their meta because they don't know anything. All they knew is it was down on Friday. There's no news meta. And yet I find that stock, with all the cash that it has, uh, and no longer highly valued, intriguing. And de-risk, because if you remember, Mark Zuckerberg said, this is the worst to come. Now, I did not buy any for the charitable trust because I was, frankly, miffed that he said that. But as it goes lower, then maybe you can say, you know what, this is the worst, and it might be an opportunity. Although I, I picked that because I cannot believe, after being down horribly on Friday, people come to work and say, wow, you know what? It's still not down enough. I'm going to keep selling. That's stupid. Right. Uh, it is near its 52-week low, which is about 154 bucks a share. So let's just call it sort of on the lows. But I've heard you say that a few times along the way, Jim, that you well, thought it was an did, opportunity to buy a meta. Okay. Um, Mark took that away when he, in that conference call, I thought definitely showed genuine concern that things are getting worse. I now think that that has been a spur to action for his team. I think that TikTok's going to have a run for the money with Reels. I think that there's a way that it's even possible that Instagram is stabilizing. Now, I'm not buying it yet because I'm very negative on my chip from a travel trust, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That thing goes to 150, David. I think you're going to see a stock that is down more than 50% with a great cash position, with a CEO that is basically still working. Yep. And businesses that are not falling off a cliff. So remember what you said that there's going to be a slowing in corporate earnings. Well, that is the belief of those okay, who are so, not positive right, on this market. Right, so and it has been for quite some time. Let's yes. take Dow Chemical. That in fact, earnings today. are going to fall, and therefore well, the current look, multiple I'm, I'm is not, not even justified. But da- Dow Chemical, okay? Yes. Um, the stock was downgraded today to a sell. Yeah. The stock was at 71. Now it's at 52. It yields 5.2. Does the person who downgrade that to a sell, does that person have special insight that things are going to get much worse? Because how are you going to do? Sell it at 52 and get back at 48? What is the, what's the point of that? It's an accidental high yielder. It's got great cash flow. Jim Fitterly's doing a terrific job. Why do I want to sell that in order to buy it back where? Where am I buying that back? Well, or you decide, you know what, I don't want to own something that yields more than five with great cash flow, run well. I like that kind of accidental high yielding company. Right. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Don't look so puzzled. Well, I'm, I'm still trying to adjust to our new reality well, of one camera and just the two of us. Carl on his way to New Jersey. It's been a crazy morning. Yeah. But, but we forge ahead. Let's just 
Let's and in fact, so does the market, uh, looking at uh, a lot more green uh, right now on my screen but than David, we began I, I, with. I, I in fact, with, Meta has now turned positive, well, as has Apple, great. as has Not Amazon. Really. Um, Wait, I think these are the ones we're buying. I can't reveal which ones we're buying for the Travel Trust because people who take the part of the club would then feel aggrieved. I think that's right. But David, my inclination is to buy, not sell, because I just simply do not believe that when you come in after a very big sell-off on Friday, that you should suddenly say, you know what, it should sell off even more, even though there's no new news. Yeah. Um, speaking of news, we no, we're not, no, we're not going to take a break. We're f- no, no way. If this news we, is we anything related to Elon Musk, I'm not buying it. Come on. I'm not talking about Elon Musk. I am. Oh, and come on. Why? Because there are many stocks. Yeah, but... Tesla's got a market value of $900 billion, yeah, but it's well, $889 billion Are we going right to talk now. about his brown to green that you need to have? Yes. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yes. At an energy conference in Norway, uh, Elon Musk talked about the fact that over the shorter term, we will need to use more oil and gas, and perhaps uh, additional oil and gas exploration is warranted. Went on to talk about a lot of different things in terms of that transition to sustainable forms of energy, of course, key of which, uh, many of which is not just selling electric cars, but making sure that the grid they are powered from is also that, renewable. That's always been an issue for him, and he believes that there's a, no, no substance work being done on the grid to improve it. Now, California 2035, that could have put a lot of pressure on pg and I think Southern California Ed is going to be ready. Right. Your point being that California, basically, there's not going to be a uh, ICE, as they call it, an internal combustion engine car sold in the state as of 2035. And, what, and, the pressure, and if you have more and more EVs on the road, uh, it is a question as to whether the grid is, A, going to be able to handle that, and B, whether you're going to be able to power them through largely, if not solely, renewable sources of energy. Because then you defeat, to a certain extent, the benefit, obviously, from the But though you uh, use an incredible, uh, let's, let's combine Friday with what's happening in the economy. Yep. Uh, still one more factory was announced, this time in Ohio, to make batteries. Yes. And people were cheering. David, we do not have enough people to staff that battery factory. I think we have to stop kidding ourselves. We, the one thing that PAL cannot create is people. I mean, Elon Musk seems to be able to create people with great alacrity. But I do think that... <laughs> We don't have enough. What's the matter? That was funny. We, thank you. We don't have enough people. You keep opening these battery factories. Where are they getting these people? That's part of J-PAL's problem, is that the government printed so much money. Now, a lot of people complain about J-PAL. Do they not realize that Congress printed money endlessly, and that was not J-PAL's right. business? You're talking about the stimulus yeah. uh, a number of long So now it's way. done. At least he's trying to get things coordinated. Uh, you've been a Powell supporter are we on TV? throughout. We are on television. We are broadcasting. Because I do feel like this is, you know, we're in our basement. And yeah, it's kind of like where those two guys, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I mean, there's a lot of nice people here. I, look, I, all I'm saying is, is that I question the idea, yes. David, I question the idea that Pal can really do anything other than throw people out of work and that the next big data point will be employment. And he needs to throw people out of work and he needs to see wages not go up. Well, wages, Even if wages didn't go up. By the way, we wanted wages to go up. That was a positive. That continues not to be a positive. Now we're done. We don't want wages well, not, to go up anymore? No. I mean, Friday he laid it out. I mean, he obviously doesn't care about He does not care about commodity inflation. He won that battle. Right. Right? He won that battle a while ago. But he doesn't think peak inflation is upon us because wages are still going up. And mm-hmm. that's where that's what he's he's he cares about. My people tell me my people, they tell me wages and rents. That's what he, he doesn't like rents going up. He doesn't like wages going up. What do you got something from what do you got there? 
Nothing. Well, these are just some of the elements that we were planning on doing for our show today, but that, that got a bit short. Well, I want to go to the SEC. Can we go to the SEC or is that well, like Well, you know, I did want to point out that shares of Alibaba, along with, you saw Pinduoduo, a number of yeah. other Chinese, right. large Chinese companies that are listed here right. uh, as well, are benefiting from the news that we uh, right. we discussed that with was... Chairman Gensler on Friday right. when he actually broke it with us, which was uh, the agreement being reached. Um, to allow for audits of the auditors in Hong right. Kong. And a lot of trading desks have reacted uh, by suggesting to, to clients, get long, because this was what we were most worried about. It's been hammered out. Of what did we get in return? I mean, honest securities? I mean, well, what, what? I mean, there's over 200 companies that conceivably will, will not have to if this actually works. And by the way, they'll know a lot more fairly soon because right. the inspectors are expected to go, let's call it by mid-September, to see if this is actually going to be followed through on and, and they get the access that they want. But, but Jim, there's 200 companies that you know have, a, have market values between a trillion and two trillion dollars that may not have to be but, but David, did you notice that the commission completely dodged my analysis of amtd global magic yeah. empire global starbucks that's not the restaurant in west hampton and then gianzi education technology which was friday i mean you know this is a stock ipo'd okay last friday five million shares at five and then it went to 186 up 3,620% just a few days later. Gensler it, it, never it, seems to want to talk about individual no, no. securities. Okay, I mean, this one was easy for him because this, it, the symbol's Jay-Z. I mean, hey, how um, about Jay-Z, Chief? Jim, the one thing that we did talk to Gensler about on Friday that got a lot of play over the weekend was the last question about the fact that the SEC is largely working remotely. Um, do we have tape on that? We do, actually. I asked, I asked Chairman Gensler, that that kiddingly, as whether we were going to continue to see him in front of his fireplace uh, and why the SEC continued to work uh, the way it did or when their plans were to get back to work. I think we had that. Take a listen. I think it's remarkable how well society writ large, but let me do a shout out and compliment to the SEC staff, the 4,500 people have been able to be a cop on the beat, effective oversight of the markets uh, in these times. We're largely remote. Uh, when I came on board uh, in April of last year, we were still actually mandatory remote. We worked with uh, our bargaining unit, the, uh, the, with the union representatives. We moved to voluntary remote. Um, that's, that's where we are. There were a number of people who reacted to that, of course, the idea that they're really not coming to the office of the SEC. But broadly speaking, Jim, I know, you know, uh, had a bunch of people over to the house. We were talking. People still want to talk a great deal about back to work and about this new world that we are in that we've talked about a great deal. But that may be one, if not perhaps one of the most significant outcomes of the pandemic. The fact that we will never work in the same way that we did. And that the question remains, how many people will come back and how often will they? And to your point, at what point are the employers who do want to get people back in the office on some regular basis uh, going to have more leverage in which they can actually do that by saying, if you don't come back, you lose your job? Okay, I'm going to go a step further. Uh, I heard many people, I too was with a lot of people, too many people, I got to start relaxing this weekend. Too many people said, he, he's got to get to the office. He... It's just not right that the chief should go in 
because maybe he would be better against some of these. I mentioned, by the way, some of the bogus uh, cryptos. All like true. Maybe he'd be more but focused. Maybe he'd bring more cases. By the way, that's, maybe another, be- that's another larger issue. When the chief doesn't want to go to the office, so to speak, and I'm not saying this is not about uh, the SEC. I'm saying right. when the CEO or senior executives don't want to be in the office, then obviously it's very difficult to have an in-office right. yeah, culture. I, I'm not picking on him. I'm no. just saying that, uh, that the vast majority of people I was with this weekend said, let's get on with our lives, meaning let's go to work, let's find out who's good, let's make some decisions about who to train and who not, Let's let some people go who are not contributing. We don't know who they are and what they're doing. No, and Because and we simply, I mean, and, and look, I think Chairman Gensler's doing a great job, but the fact is, is that it's time. I mean, what are we like, you know, China does not have vaccines. But, not time. Uh, Jim, it's time, but again, a lot of companies are anticipating trying to bring their employees back two and a half years now after the pandemic began for at least a couple of days a week. But it depends on the company. Uh, what we call technology companies, or certainly those who are focused on software, who have, have uh, are their uh, their workforces comprised largely of software engineers, they're not coming back. No, not, they're not. They're not coming back. And then a lot of those other companies no, take their lead from some of the bigger companies. You've seen the pushback at Apple. It's fascinating. It is, and it's funny because it's not being done on Zoom anymore. It seems to be done more on Teams. Zoom's not having a good quarter. But David, here, uh, new. If you go to Coinbase. New on Coinbase, Coinbase wrapped stake ETH. I actually have one of those from uh, Goldberg's this weekend at West Hampton. Uh, Seller Network, I, Stargate fin- Finance. Stargate, I think, was the uh, in the running man. I mean, these things are being added. It, 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 Suku is up 5,000. David, this is not right. And I directly asked, do we have Chairman Gensler on how he says that we should get lawyers if we do this stuff? The Coinbase wrap salad ET. I mean, I mean come on. You're very focused on this. I, I, I know it's wrap steak. But right. it may, you know, it's spelled, they are also, it's spelled They're also uh, playing the music. It's just like old times. They're playing the music just, and you need to stop talking. The chairman has to stop this creation. Um, we're going to have a lot more squawk on the street, including From a where? surprise guest, I think, uh, named Carl Quintanilla may join us as well for our last 15 minutes done. of this first hour. Yes, this you is are. really a waste of my time. We're, uh, no, it's not. I, I love to do a show. We're I, back I, after I live this. for doing the darn show. You can do your show later. All right. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street from the New York Stock Exchange. I'm David Faber, along with Jim Cramer and our, uh, our third compatriot had to get in a car and go to New Jersey. Couldn't have a Joby? There's no, no Joby. Uh, in order to deal with our huge technical issues that we're still grappling with. But, Carl, uh, that was a pretty quick trip. Well done. 
Well done. Yeah, I was just listening to you talk about going back to headquarters in the office and return to work. And it's funny <laughs> to be racing to get back into headquarters where it's actually fairly busy, guys. You know, things are going to start to fill in, especially the middle part of the week, starting in mid-September, at least for those of us here at NBC Universal and CNBC. But um, live TV, David, that's, that's, that's why we're in this business for days like this. Yes. Yep, we, yes, uh, we you are. know, you just forge ahead. And obviously, thanks to Dom and Joe and Mike Santoli, everybody else. Uh, filling in uh, along the way. Jim, listen, and as for the broader market, which obviously was our focus coming in this morning, given that significant downdraft in the markets, uh, we're down, as you see, uh, let's call it 0.65% of the S&P. NASDAQ actually a bit better. Uh, Meta back in negative. But, you know, it, there does seem to see, be some moderation. But I'm certainly seeing is? plenty of green on the screen. Here it goes again. It's the oil stocks. Yes. Exxon. A and market that's Exxon is by up the 2%. oil, David. Not a great market. Not a great market. What about the financials? We haven't had an opportunity to really well, talk Mike about Mayo them. Well, Mike Mayo put out a piece today. I mean, obviously, you're allowed to invest in the two-year if you're a bank, and suddenly you take pay you a quarter percent. I get invested in the two-year. The bank should be liquefied, but the tough talk by Jay Powell made you feel like, wait a second, the bad loans are going to spike, and people care more about bad loans, as we know from the action in a firm and upstart. They care more about bad loans than they care about volume of loans. Uh, or net interest margin, or apparently. Net, or net interest margin. Which should be a beneficiary, right? I mean, right? a firm, I thought that you could argue the quarter was good. People were worried about, about bad loans. Uh, I think Wells Fargo, Charlie Sharp, is having an unbelievable quarter. Uh, it still has consent degrees to worry about. City had a terrific quarter. Upstart had a terrible quarter. But Upstart is one of those fins, uh, fintech companies that, frankly, um, has... A lot of bad loans. Carl, I think, you know, a firm, we didn't get to it on Friday, but you guys had him on, I think, right? Yeah, Max. Uh, 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 on Tech Check. Yeah, uh, Max was on uh, Tech Check. I was off that day, but he did appear uh, in the wake of the quarter. Interestingly, guys, I don't know if you watched one-year inflation break-evens, uh, Jim, now below 230, uh, which would be the lowest since January of 2021. And, you know, one thing we didn't get to so far this morning was Elizabeth Warren, who has made the argument on our air in the last few weeks about the impact of rates uh, going too far in the wrong direction and actually arguing that rates uh, to the upside actually are not a cure for, inf for inflation. But she echoed some of those comments in the last 24 hours. Take a listen. There is nothing in raising the interest rates, nothing in Jerome Powell's tool bag that deals directly with those. Do you know what's worse than high prices and a strong economy. It's high prices and millions of people out of work. I'm very worried that the Fed is going to tip this economy into recession. And, and certainly, Jim, that dynamic is what Fed uh, equity trading on Friday and again today. Well, look, Carl, we have the lowest unemployment in 40 years. If there was ever a time to be able to be tough, it's now. Uh, when I speak to Jim Farley last week, it's terrible. I have to lay off 3,000 white-collar workers. But I suspect that they, uh, David, find jobs rather quickly. Uh, no one wants to be a, a, a country where people are laid off. But if there was ever a time to be tough, it is now. You mentioned Ford a number of times in the expectation well, that, was that those, a big white those employees layoff. are going to be able to find work quickly. Why do you think that's the case? Because we have a shortage of engineers here of, of, of tremendous proportions. And we don't teach enough engineers. If you speak to Greg Hayes, he's looking for 5,500 uh, engineers at Raytheon. Uh, the, the lack of engineers has to do with the fact that it had not been a, a skill set that you needed. You needed computer science, computer engineering. That's where the weakness is in this economy. The real weakness is there are a lot of companies that started, got venture capital money, and are failing. 
And that's where the layoffs are. Couldn't get to the public markets. Uh, right. Well, we have talked many times, Carl, about the fact that uh, IPOs this year have been few and far between. In fact, it may be a year with the least amount of issuance. Obviously, we'll see. No, one never knows what the third or, or fourth quarter, I should say, is really going to bring Very true. in that regard. Um, Carl, as uh, Jim mentioned earlier, really oil is the leader right now uh, with Exxon up two and a half percent. We've seen that. By the way, worth mentioning, those shares uh, 64% is the gain for Exxon thus far this year, and it is well above a $400 billion market value. Um, it's been since your special, I'm not pumping your special here, but since your special, yeah. this thing has caught up with a lot of the other oils. Now, there are other oils, uh, particularly the American Permians, that are doing great, and Occidental's been insane because of uh, Warren Buffett. But we do not have West Texas back to where it was. So, and it's tough to tell whether there isn't just a, a pull from Europe. Interesting. We are. You know, it's a, it's a, it, you know, Carl, it is a worldwide market. Yeah. No. Well, 95 and a half is definitely going to be the high end of the range we've seen the last month. By the way, earlier this morning, European nat gas was down 20 percent uh, because uh, uh, some German officials said that their storage activities actually running ahead of schedule going into winter, which uh, whether it's true or not is something that you'd hope for. Very much so. Look, I, I mean, I, look, there's a, a big percentage of people who think in this country that Germany and France are going to force Ukraine to come to the peace table in order to be able to make it so that they get the natural gas that they want. I don't think that's the case. I don't think, David, that they're going to sell out Ukraine. Well, that's going to be a key question as we move into the winter. They have been successful in filling up uh, many of uh, the facilities they need to in order to get ready for absolutely. Uh, Higher usage and don't forget, gas don't forget Accelerate Energy EE, which is a stock you must buy if you think that there's going to be. They have the floating, the floating emergency yes, ships. Right. That is such a, an easy stock to for an individual investor who's looking for something to play off of this. Yep. Uh, we don't want to play off the tragedy, but that's who is uh, making the. Anything ships. else this morning for uh, stop trading, for example, that you? Yeah, uh, we, have, we haven't talked about 3M, and 3M lost the key suit. 3M, I think is in relative denial of this combat arms. They created a, uh, a bankruptcy play, so to speak, where they thought that that could fund some of these. They need to come on air because the, the cases are, the soldiers, are, the veterans are winning. They're winning more than they're losing. And the disease that is really prevalent is tinnitus. Right. Now, you know I've worked with the American Brain Foundation of tinnitus now for, for four years. Yes. Uh, and we think we have something that is breakthrough. But... The, right now, the, the, uh, the plaintiffs' doctors are open and shut that their lives, are, the veterans' lives, are being destroyed. And that's a very powerful plaintiff. Love to have Mike Roman join us because you're right. He there is a significant He's conversation a to be had. He's a straight shooter. We know, both know him, so consider this an invitation, yeah. Mike. Um, what's on Matt tonight? Okay, we've got uh, the guy who called this rally and this sell-off almost to the day. We've got new information from this weekend about what to do. And it's kind of it's kind of shocking. And it has to be watched. Wow, that's a good tease. And I don't know. I may be doing it in Inglewood Clisman. Yeah, you old, may be you may be heading studio. back to the old studio, uh, Carl, but we're we're working on it and doing the best we can. Yeah, thanks we got for you. making that trip to Englewood Cliffs. Thank you. <laughs> we got the hour done. Uh, Jim, yeah. we'll see it. We'll see you later on. Uh, Jim Cramer, of course, still to come this morning. Former Kansas City Fed President Thomas Honig on the chair's hawkish comments and the path forward for rates. As the Dow uh, once again with some weakness below the 50-day for the first time since late July.
You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. King's Island is now open weekends. 